Um, I hope we don't just move on from what happened earlier. Um, I'm sitting here debating like, it's cool that we've got a new series coming, but is that more important? Heart behind this new series, we're looking at Acts and we look at the church who devoted themselves. Um, and devotion means like, were you giving everything to someone or something? Maybe we can put the scripture up quickly. from Acts 2 verse 42 and says and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching the fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayers we're going to go into all four of those um, the heart behind this morning was to almost set up what was to come Jesus hangs out with his disciples after his resurrection And he spends time with his disciples just to tell them and teach them about the kingdom of God. In essence, that is what Acts is about. Yes, it's written by a man named Luke. And this is the second part of his first book, Luke, in the gospel. But it's about the kingdom of God. It records the acts of Jesus and the Holy Spirit moving so that humanity can come under the rule and reign of the messianic king. What that does is what overflows. We keep speaking about the church, that they had no need, they had no lack. It didn't just happen. Man, I just hope that something in our hearts changes. When we hear the word, when we worship, when we break bread. Break bread is a remembrance, but it's not just elements. The early church believed that the presence of God was physically there when they took bread. There was a thirst and a hunger to get together. Thirst and a hunger to pray. I love that we get to sit like this. I say it every time, but please, this is not the church. When you and I get together, we become the church. I know as humans, we need these kind of meetings. Otherwise, some of us, if we're honest, you're not going to come. You're not going to do the fellowship. It's biblical. It says come together. The, The... The fact that they had no need is because Pentecost happened. And when Pentecost happened, Jewish pilgrims in early summer came from everywhere to Jerusalem. And Acts 1 verse 8, we see the disciples sitting in the upper room and it says, tongues of fire 
came upon them. And they started speaking utterance, words, and languages that they didn't understand. Why? Because people from different areas came together and understood the gospel. Some of them called them drunk. Because how are the Jewish Jerusalems, uh, Jewish Jerusalems, the Jews in Jerusalem, like, how are they speaking my language? Then Peter comes up and he says, no, 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 they're not drunk. And he starts preaching. And 3,000 are saved. Scholars say that probably the same guys that were saying, crucify him, crucify him. Gripped in their hearts by the reality and the truth of the apostles' teaching. Kingdom of God. I don't know what you think church is or being a Christian is, but it starts in the heart. There's evidence of it. I'm not saying you're going to become perfect. But what it does is that it grips every part of who I am. This here no longer determines what I do because it stays like that. I don't use my Bible, but I don't know what qualifications you have. But that no longer determines what you do because it sits like this to God. I don't know. I should probably keep this closer. But I don't know how much time you have. But hopefully, you're not running around missing people. And I've mentioned this before. But because your time sits like this in front of God. Christianity. That was the early church. God, what are you doing? What are you saying? Zane, I see you here. I was trying to look earlier. I'm sorry to use you. I was sitting a couple of weeks back fixing benches. I don't know, even your afternoon, what, what you had planned. Just sitting, fixing benches, and he stayed and helped me fix them. I didn't ask him to come, but he was coming here for some other meeting, I think, with Kim, if I'm not mistaken. Is that the church? Someone gives birth, and you and I send meals. Someone is sick, you and I send meals. Cars get borrowed because someone's moving. The problem with the early church wasn't to try to get them to church. It was actually to get them home. It was hard to send them home. They devoted themselves. And for me, that's on my heart now. It's like, God, I hope we devote ourselves not to meetings. Not certain amounts of money, not certain, whatever it is. But we devote ourselves because the apostles were preaching. And there's a thirst within us to come together. How do we have senior officials in the police of, in the police rankings doing car guard? You'll only find it within the church, not church meetings. My age is no longer, oh, he's a young man's preacher. God, what are you saying? I know sometimes some people might have an issue with the fact that I wear t-shirts. I don't like shirts. Forgive me. Or that I've got a tattoo. I don't even forgot where it was. Like, please, like, can we be the church? Can we be the church? Because when the reality of God is and what he did. Alan spoke about those two guys that were walking with Jesus and he invites them in and he says, did our hearts not burn? Did our hearts not burn? Is your heart burning for this truth? Yeah. 
does it grip the inner parts of who you are? Because then we see this, that no one had lack. Because they, were, they left their homes, they left everything. They obviously had nothing to change in. They encountered this, this messianic king. They encountered Jesus. And they don't want to go home. So obviously they had need. And then the church became the church. Two loaves of bread. You have one. You have one. I looked at this clip not so long ago where I think it was in Germany. Um, with the whole refugees and People were like protesting. Let the refugees come in. Let the refugees come in. Let the refugees come in. And some guy, I don't know, maybe it was just for TikTok, but he went up and he was almost like a like a like a camera person or whatever the, the reporters, and he said, "Ah, oh, yes, we agree with it. What do you think? What do you think should happen?" And he says, "Hey, we've got a list here. Can we write your name to take one in?" And suddenly everyone had excuses. Oh, I'm renting. I don't have space. It's easy to say the words. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. Does your life look like it? Please don't get me wrong. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm not asking I make a lot of mistakes. Hang out enough times with me. You'll, you'll see. But it's not just word. I'm desperately always sitting. God, like, break my idea of what it looks like. Like, I don't want to just pretend to be church. I want to be the church. I want to go for coffee with you. I want to, can you come over to my house for dinner? Can I come into your house? How do I know that you're in need? Are, you, are, are, you, are we connected? That was the early church. Not pretentious. It grips the heart. And that overflows into our day to day. It's the overflow Of the truth that grips our heart. I'm not even there anymore. That's the church. And that's why they devoted themselves. Jesus heart was to restore humanity and that's why he sits on the cross redemption for humanity is put what put him on the cross the tomb is empty Phil Wickham writes a song Friday is good because Sunday is coming that's the church That's what these disciples, this early church did. That's why they gathered together. Gripped. Even the guys who were initially calling for him to be crucified, their hearts break. And their response is, what do we do? What do we do? What can we do to receive this? And they get baptized and they're filled and they're part of the church. When Jesus is with his disciples and he's teaching him over that time there, he's saying, uh, he's reminding them of the fulfilled promises and, and prophecies that he had already fulfilled. And he, he touches on these ones here that were still to come. And he says, 
He's telling them they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 32 says, they'll be hidden, he'll be the hiding place. Ezekiel 36, I will return to you. Joel 2, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. This was still to come. And then it happens and they filled with the spirit and tongues of fire. Scholars and scribes say that this is the same fire in the early church in Exodus 40, I think it was, it's, it speaks about the, the fire on Mount Sinai where we get the Ten Commandments and then there's the fire over the temple. And it says the same fire presence of God that is now no longer a singular temple, but in his mobile temples, you and I. This was still to come. And as he leaves enthroned, seated on high, Daniel 7, to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. This is where he's seated. He's enthroned. And his call is for us to live under that authority. And he says, you go, 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 go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. Tell them. Apostles teaching. Why? So that we would get together in fellowship. We would break bread and remember the finished work on the cross. And we would pray with us. Be a devotion in getting to know who he is. Spending time with him. It's not ideas that make us Christians. It's not ideas that make this the church. finish early because I didn't go through my notes but maybe let's go to the last slide if you don't mind what is the church she's the body of people coming together as a result of proclamation of truth because you heard truth you get together We are sinners before a holy God. And you and I realize that. It's no longer who's better, who's not. Because you realize we're all sinners before a holy God. But his loving pursuit is what drove him to the cross. So that every single one. Every single person who cries out, what shall we do? Gripped in our hearts knowing that we have no standing with the Holy God because of our own actions. Gripped by that, then devoted. Unless you get that truth, like church is something we're just going to keep on doing. And that's when Peter just preaches and it's the beginning and the very foundation of the church. When people are added, thousands are added, thousands are added.
the next couple of weeks, we're going to go into exactly that. We're going to understand what it means to be devoted to the apostles' preaching. What it looks like. We're going to go in depth into the breaking of bread. What it looks like. We're going to go into depth in fellowship. Into fellowship. We're going to go into depth into prayer. What it looks like. I love the fact that I'm on lockup today. So you can stay here as long as you want. But like, I love the fact that it's becoming later and later that people are hanging around fellowshipping. I love the fact that like, this community is beautiful. Like, we're willing to step in to give our cars, our time, our money, our qualifications, whatever it is, because God is using us to impact this community. And please, it's not a comparison of what you do and what you don't do. Whether you add a light or whether you put a chair straight. A couple of years back at Cornerstone, there was this older gentleman, Uncle Basil. I don't know if they asked him or he just volunteered, but every single Sunday he would come up when the band was there. That church is probably about a 1,500 one, seater, I think. Every morning. Straight in the chairs. Every morning. I don't know if he was praying for every single seat as well. I've got no idea. But he said to himself, every Sunday morning, I'm going to wake up early and that's what I'm going to keep on doing. The church. I'm pretty sure most people didn't even like notice or recognize. It's not the fact that you stand on stage that is important. It's not the fact that you hold a mic and preach that's important. It's not the fact that you stand where people can see. What has God given you? And do you have it with your hand open? Are we having to force people to come and pray? Maybe I shouldn't have gone there. Richard, I'm yeah, I've messed it up already. But anyway, it's I hope we're not having to encourage you to come to meetings. And please, again, if you feel uncomfortable, don't come to meetings. But like, my thing is fellowship. Like, I hope you're meeting outside of these meetings. I hope you're plugged into a, a life group, a connect group, a home group, whatever it is. Because that's where we know that you're pregnant and like giving birth and then we'll send meals. That's when we know then time's a little bit tough and like that marriage is going through some time. If your marriage is going through some stuff, are you meeting with someone? Th- this is why we're here. How's your marriage? Can I send someone who's tough that's going through a whole lot to you? church 
And that's how people had no need. Not because people were called on to say, please give, please donate, please do this, please whatever. It's just like, God, I've got this. Yeah, what are you doing with it? And maybe this year, if you are here today and you've got like a serious need, please come to the front and chat to the elders. That's why we're here. And I hope you and I are looking around and seeing who can I walk with, be with, and like encourage, give, give a lift to, give whatever. I, I don't know how it looks like. But I hope it's not attending meetings to meetings to meetings. When we gather, Timmy was speaking about prayer on, 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 on Wednesday the 3rd of May. Because we're like, God, what are you doing in the city? Let's come as Grace Cove. We're going to pray together. Use us. Use me. Use my resources. That's what happened beforehand with the church. And that's why it says daily they devoted. It wasn't once a week. And... Again, I'm not trying to give you a formula. If you don't pray every single day, then you're not a good Christian or whatever. I'm just saying something happens in the heart and there's a thirst that like comes within. Maybe the question is, is there a thirst in you? Because that overflows in what they did. It overflows in what we do. It hopefully overflows in what I do. There's absolute wisdom in it. Pray for, uh, yeah. So maybe. Uh, I love the passion of this man. But it's out of the heart for the people and for a king. Always makes me cry. But I'll be crying forever with this man around. But I think the offer is, is a genuine one. And so we as an eldership team had a chat before and we said the offer is there. If you're in need, if you're emotionally drained, if you're struggling, the offer is made every Sunday that we're here for people to come and to be prayed for, to come and tell us your needs so that we can be there for you. Um, we don't have to do it alone, um, Craig in, in Europe. We don't have to do it alone. We've got a team here that's... Oh, adequately equipped to support and to help and to direct and to help and to guide and to do all those things. But it really is, is if we're to show devotion to you, you need to show devotion to us, and that's the thing. So we're going to do two, three things now. So one, we're going to open up for prayer. Two, we do have someone special who's going away on a bit of a holiday, and we're going to pray for her um, after the meeting. And three, we're going to stick around here as well to say, come and chat with us, whether it be an emotional need, mental, physical, whether it be a financial, whatever it might be, we're opening it up to say, God wants to use the church to support. God wants to use the church to build up. God wants to use the church to encourage. And like I've just said, Tibbs is... Um, Passion isn't built on kind of a show. It's built on a king. 
And so those three things we're going to do now. So I'm going to let Tibbs pray for us. Then afterwards we're going to break, and tea and coffee is available outside, rusks that are adequate and delicious. Um, and then we're going to open up the front of this, this building to say, one, we're praying for Kathy, and two, anyone else that wants to come and chat with us, come and chat with us. If that's you, can you stand it? If something on your heart is being pressed right now, like, please stand. Um, it's not for me. Um, it's just often a response that you do, and like physically doing something just helps with that. Um, King Jesus, we... pray that we would continuously be reminded of who you are, King. We would be continuously reminded of your reality. The fact that we're singing, coming back to the heart of worship, God, it wouldn't just be songs. As weak, broken, poor as we are, God, I pray that you would be more real, King. Your lordship will be so real, God, in individuals' lives, King. I pray that you'd grab hold of our hearts, grab hold of our minds. I pray that your fire presence would be so real within us, King. That we would become the church, God. I don't know what you're speaking specifically to individuals, God, now. But you'd be very clear on areas, God. Where you want to bring freedom, restoration. Make those areas life-giving, King. It's all about you, King. It's why we're alive. It's why we get together. It's all about you, King. You're not looking for perfection. You're looking for heart, King. It's not those who are well who need a surgeon. Right now, Jesus, I pray that you touch hearts, God. I pray for freedom to reign. Freedom to reign in hearts right now. Freedom, King. Freedom, freedom. Your spirit fall, God. Your spirit fall. A genuine hunger and thirst for your word, for your teaching, to pray, to break bread, and to fellowship with one another, King. Jesus, won't you break these ideas that we have of how it should look like and we would be so comfortable on our knees and saying, what are you doing and how can we be a part of it? Thank you for what you're doing, God. Thank you that you love us. Thank you for the finished work of the cross that we get to live in every single day, God. Thank you for provision. Thank you for abundance even. Thank you for the fact that we get to meet like this. It's not because there's anything wrong with it. 
What a privilege, God. But God, won't you be more real? Let your word be the loudest. and Let your voice be the loudest in our lives, in our hearts, in our families. That Steve said now that we would set the tone. We would set the tone. Because we've spent time from you. Won't you create histories in our private places, God, with you that overflow into the public spaces, King? God, I pray that our resources, our qualifications, our time, and whatever else it is, God, would be held with an open hand. What now, God? Thanks, Debs. Yeah, thank you, Father, that you are on the throne, that you gave your life for us um, so that we may have freedom. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would seek your face in this week to come, that we would be the change that you have initiated in us this morning, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would adapt to just a renewed sense of who you are and who you are in our lives, Lord God. And pray, Lord Jesus, that we would see your face and that we would radiate you to those around us. Amen.